This is the Family Money Adventure Show, the money and travel podcast helping you make money moves that feel right for your family. I am Kevin Payne. Join me every other week as we have meaningful conversations about family, money, and travel. Today we're talking about budgeting and whether budgets work. If you've ever tried to use a budget to manage your finances, you know that it can be challenging to stick to a budget. Whether it's too hard to keep up with, or you miscalculate how much is coming in or going out, or you simply just forget, budgeting can be hard work. Credit.com recently surveyed Americans on their budgeting habits. Here's what they discovered. 27% of the people who responded don't think that budgets are necessary. 24% don't think they'll stick to a budget. 15% feel too restricted by a budget, 10% don't know how to start budgeting, 10% of respondents just don't want to do it, and 12% of respondents are afraid to even look at their bank account. Now, NerdWallet also completed a survey recently, and they found that 84% of Americans with a monthly budget say they've sometimes exceeded their budget. And 44% of those respondents said that they've used credit cards to cover the overage. Now, several personal finance experts have chimed in saying that budgets don't work. David Bach, author of the best-selling book, The Automatic Millionaire, says that budgets typically don't work. He went on to say that you don't meet a whole lot of people who have budgeted their way to millions. Grant Sabatier author of the international best-selling book, Financial Freedom, and creator of Millennial Money, thinks that budgets are the biggest reason people do a crappy job managing their money. Now, we've gone through periods where we've used a budget, didn't use a budget, stuck with a budget, given up on a budget, switched budgets, and reached savings goals using a budget. Today, we tackle this question. Do budgets work? Let's dive in. First, let's start with what is a budget? A budget is a financial plan for how you will spend your money each month. It's based on your income and expenses. With a budget, you'll estimate how much money you'll have available based on your income. Now, that number may change from month to month depending on your job and whether you have a regular or irregular income. With a budget, you'll also estimate how much money you need for monthly bills and expenses. Now, a budget can be super complex or very simple. You could list out every single expense, big or small, or you could focus your attention on larger, more important expenses and ignore the rest. You can budget using a spreadsheet, a notebook, a budgeting app, or even the back of a napkin. It's up to you what your budget looks like. There's no one correct way to budget, and what works for your family and friends may not work for you. Now, there are a million and one different types of budgets out there, and they're all designed to help you manage your money better, but often have different structures, goals, and even learning curves. Some of the more common budgeting methods include the 50-30-20 budget. With this budget, 50% of your income goes towards needs, 30% towards wants, and 20% towards savings and budget. Another popular method is the envelope budgeting method. This works really well for people who like to handle cash, and it uses cash in envelopes earmarked for different categories like utilities, groceries, gas, and entertainment, basically any way you spend money. 
There is also the digital envelope system, which is basically the same as the envelope budgeting method, but managed digitally through select mobile budgeting apps. There's also the zero sum budget, or also known as the zero base budget. Now, the goal with this is that your income minus monthly expenses comes to zero. So every dollar that you have is assigned to something, whether it's a bill, debt payoff, or savings. And lastly, the anti-budget. This is the budget for people who hate budgets. And with the anti-budget, you set aside at least 20% of your income to save, invest, and pay off debt. Then pay your bills and use the rest however you want. Now, there's some overlap between some of these budgeting methods, but they all offer different ways to do the same thing. Pay the bills, tackle debt, and save and invest for the future. Using a budget has several potential benefits. It can help you get your money under control. It can help you understand your spending habits better. It can prevent overspending. Using a budget can help you pay off debt. It can also help you prepare for emergencies. It also helps you save towards short-term goals. And lastly, budgeting helps you track progress in paying off debt and savings. Now, with all of those potential benefits come some potential downfalls as well to consider. With budgeting, it can take time to find a budget that works for you. It also requires a lot of time and brain power, and it can take a lot of time for you to see the results of your efforts. Now, with budgeting also, your estimations might not be correct, which can throw you off. Budgets are often known as being rigid and difficult to stick with. Now, if you have Netflix, you may have seen a show pop up called How to Get Rich. The show comes from popular financial expert Ramit Sethi. In terms of production value and quality, it's one of the best personal finance shows I've ever seen. It's definitely worth the time investment. Now, in his show and also in his best-selling book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich, Ramit talks about conscious spending plans. According to Ramit, conscious spending is all about spending extravagantly on the things you love as long as you cut costs mercilessly on the things you don't. It's not about restriction. It's about being intentional with your money and then spending on the things you love guilt-free. I absolutely love this because we're big on value-based budgeting which is basically allocating money towards the things you love and value. You can go to his website and download a free conscious spending plan. And guess what? It's a spreadsheet with spots to plug in your income, monthly expenses, and debt. So it's a budget. Going back to the financial experts I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, David Box says that instead of budgeting, simply commit to paying yourself first. He talks about setting aside a percentage of your income for an emergency fund, retirement, and savings goals, and as long as you don't overspend with the rest of your money, you don't need a budget. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds a lot like a budget. And I know Grant Sabatier personally and have worked with him before. He's a great guy, and Financial Freedom is an excellent book. Instead of budgeting, he suggests focusing on reducing your biggest expenses to increase your savings rate. Now, all of these examples revolve around focusing on building your savings saving towards things you love and enjoy, and not getting caught up in the day-to-day details of smaller expenses. I couldn't agree more. In a previous episode, I actually discussed ways to cut down your big three expenses. Now, while these spending plans may not include tracking every dime and dollar you spend, they still involve some level of planning, separating your income into different buckets, and a commitment to savings. 
In the end, they're all talking about budgeting whether they want to admit it or not. They're just using different terminology. Budgets don't have to be rigid. We talked about different budgeting methods earlier, which basically included versions that encompass what these experts suggested. And honestly, not everyone is in a position to budget like this. If you're struggling to stay afloat, you're not focused on your savings rate or long-term goals. You may not make millions of dollars using a budget, but when every dollar matters, it becomes more of a necessity. My friend Adrian from Tailored Wealth Saver, she prefers to use the term spending plan as well when she's teaching people how to manage their finances. She says that the word budget sounds constraining, and who wants to be constrained with money they work hard to earn? Instead, she says a spending plan allows you the opportunity to make your own tailored plan on how you want to spend your hard-earned money, which is hopefully to build wealth and enjoy life. Now, if you ask Adrienne, though, she'll tell you that it's the same thing as a budget, just different terminology. Using the term spending plan sparks a mindset shift. Now, the reality is that budgets can work, and they make sense for someone who's first learning how to manage their money. Over the past few months, I've run some informal Twitter polls about budgeting. Now, this is a small sample size, but what I found was that many people used to budget but have stopped or they don't budget at all for one of the following reasons. One, their financial situation has improved to the point that budgeting isn't necessary. Two, they've become familiar enough with their spending habits and income to not need a budget. Number three, they think budgets are too restrictive or view money negatively. Now, in most cases, the people who responded still track their spending and savings in some way. We experienced this too. We used to keep a very rigid budget, trying to plan for every expense. And honestly, it was a good thing to learn and implement, but it was a lot of work. We still use a budget, but our budget is more flexible and we choose to focus more on bigger expenses, debt payoff, and saving towards short and long-term savings goals. We use sinking funds for all of our short-term savings goals and retirement investment accounts for long-term goals. Whether you call it a budget, a spending plan, or something else, everyone should have a plan for how they spend their money, pay off debt, and save for the future. Track your spending to become more familiar with your spending habits. Look for less important expenses that you can cut back or cut out so that you can funnel more of your money towards the things that you value. For more travel and money tips, be sure to sign up for our weekly e-newsletter. It's where you'll find our very best travel and money content and conversations. We keep it short, sweet, and to the point. It's time to take control of your money and pursue what you've always wanted. Until the next adventure.